Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for making your promises so obvious to us. Thank you for sharing your life through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who we both proclaim and celebrate today in anticipation of what is still to come. We have seen so much already, and we can't wait to see what you have in store for us in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, turn to God. If you look away, turn back to God. If you completely walk in the other direction, turn back to God. When you wake up, when you lie down, when you walk along the road, when you leave your home, when you return, when you talk to your children, turn to God. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That's really good news. Or sometimes it's told as bad news. You've heard it both ways, right? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Go to God. That's great news. Or, like I heard after I'd been preaching for a while, long out of school, when a guest preacher came for a gospel meeting one time, he, I can't do this. Anyway, pretend y'all are over here. He would, he would talk to the congregation and he'd do like this. Like he wouldn't even point straight. And I had a crooked finger. And I remember hearing the repent for the king. And I was just like, man, come on. That's not going to get... Well, it, it did. It worked. You know, it scared people into the baptistry like that. But... It's not into that. So, I understand that there is a time for good news and bad news. But the good news is that it always ends with good news. And, and you've, I really want to put that before we read this passage from Matthew 3, where John the Baptist is telling what comes next. Because if you've heard this kind of stuff from John the Baptist as bad news, you're going to hear it as bad news. But I don't think it was meant that way, not even for the Pharisees, who he really you know, kind of does like that too in some ways. But it's not meant to be bad news. It was never meant for that. It was meant to invite people into the salvation and mercy and love of God to come into the creation of God. Because, again, 1 John 4, God is love. So, hear this. This is Matthew 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. 
Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to Him in all the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by Him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when He saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, He said to them, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Have you ever seen the billboard that has on it, did advertising work? Just did. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Because I I haven't decided whether to rent a billboard. Isn't that what it's trying to do? It's, It's a billboard advertising billboards. It's trying to get you to purchase space to advertise whatever it is that you want to advertise. But it hasn't worked yet because I haven't decided whether... Well, actually, I have decided. I'm not going to rent a billboard. So it didn't work, right? If the billboard is advertising lawnmowers and I don't have a lawn to mow, did it work? It got my attention, but I didn't buy anything. So... What if you see a billboard later today that look like this? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Well, maybe it would help since we're talking about it to ask and clarify, well, what is repentance? Right? I mean, if you grew up going to church, you've heard the word a thousand times. But what does it mean? What does it mean to repent? Well, quite literally, just the word itself means to turn. To turn around. To turn towards. But it's not just that. It is to turn around or to turn towards and then move in the direction. So it's not just a matter of turning around. It's a matter of turning and then moving in that direction. Some things are meant to behold, to just kind of look at. When Jen and I were first married, a few years after we were married, we decided to go to Oregon to see her grandparents. I had never been to Oregon. you got to realize, I grew up in Grand Prairie, Texas, all right? Which, if you've ever gone over the Balcones Escarpment on, was it, I-20? Yeah, on I-20. 
and looked out, you know why that place is called Grand Prairie. Because it's a Grand Prairie. It's filled with mice and now people. But that's it. That's all you get in Grand Prairie. I've never seen anything like the Cascade Mountains. You know, Mount Hood. We did with her when we got to her grandparents. They just lived just south of there. They said we're going to spend the day and we're going to drive you around to see the sights. Okay. We saw some really cool stuff on the way down, but what are we going to go see? Then we get in the car and we drive to the top of Mount Hood, and we get to Timberline Lodge. And I get out of the car and I look, and you know, you know what I thought? Those of you who know me. It's The Shining. It's the Overlook Hotel. Because that's where Kubrick shot the exterior shots of The Shining was Timberline Lodge of Mount Hood. And, oh, I was creeped out. I wanted to get in the car. I was like, let's go. I don't want to be here. But that's what I saw. And they were having a snowboarding camp in August at the top of Mount Hood. It's just this beautiful, beautiful, you know, volcano, but it's just this beautiful mountain. Then we get in the car and we start driving along the Columbia River Gorge and we go all the way to the coast and we spend the night on Lincoln City, which the Oregon coast is just beautiful. But between Mount Hood and the Oregon coast, we stopped at Multnomah Falls. I'd never seen anything like that. You know, there, there is one 47-foot cliff in Cedar Hill just outside of Grand Prairie. That's about all I had ever seen. You know, that and driving up Ranger Hill on the way to Abilene. That was, that was, my, that was my experience. So try to imagine as someone, you know, in your mid-20s seeing that. We get out of the car, I mean, I am just overwhelmed. But it occurred to me even then that there are some things that are just meant to behold. That's what they're, that's what they're meant to do. That's what they're there for. I mean, you can't go jump in to, and, and experience Multnomah Falls. It's, you know, you can. You see that little bridge? You can get up close to it, but it would actually lose something in the experience to get really up close to it. I mean, there are some things that you're meant to stand back and just behold. They're not meant to be seen close up or experienced. You look at them. But some things are meant to experience. When I was a child, my grandfather told me that heaven was what you enjoy the most. I remember where he told me that. We were sitting at a Friday night high school football game in Pettis, Texas. I was four, five, six years old. And I, I mean... We had to drive down from the Metroplex. It took a long time, and I just couldn't wait to see him. I loved him. Loved that man. And we sat next to each other, and he told me that. told me that about heaven. It's, whatever, it's going to be whatever you love the most. 
And so from the time I was four, five years old, and really to this day, I mean, I know that heaven's more now, or I think, we really don't know that much about it. It's going to be good. I think it's going to be a gigantic swimming pool. Because that's what I loved the most when I was a child. I loved going swimming. Still do. I loved jumping in the pool. I loved jumping off the high diving board. I liked doing flips and running off the side, even though the lifeguard always yelled at us, walk, don't run. When the lifeguard wasn't looking, we'd run into the swimming pool. Don't do that, by the way, kids. But we would run into the swimming pool, and we'd jump in. And it was just fantastic. And it it still kind of is. But can you imagine as a child going to a swimming pool and being told, Today, we're just going to look at it. We're not going to get in today. I mean, it's bad enough when the lifeguards blow the whistle and make you get out for 10 minutes. You remember that? I mean, it just, ooh, I was bitter. (laughs) Get out for 10 minutes. Or, old wives' tale, you know where I'm going with this, right? You go there after lunch and mom would make you sit out for 30 minutes because if you go swimming after you eat, you're going to, like, I don't know, get polio or something. (laughs) Something awful is going to happen to you. So, okay. But really, can you imagine what it would be like to be a child and you cannot wait to jump in? You just can't wait. And they tell you, we're gonna, we'll be here for three hours today, but you can't get in. You're just going to have to sit and look at it. See, it's, it's the opposite. The swimming pool is not meant to look at. It's meant to get in. But like so many things in Christianity in the past few hundred years, we have so intellectualized Jesus and the church that we can stare straight into a billboard that says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near, and yet do absolutely nothing about it other than just look at it. Just behold it. But this is not a waterfall. It's a swimming pool. And it's meant to dive right in. But here's the catch. And it's probably why American Christianity is a bit of a jumbled mess these days. We have advertised the swimming pool of repentance as a 12-foot deep jump off the high diving board into a vat of putrid poison. And then we wonder why people don't want to rush in headlong. Repent and be filled with sorrow, stink, and shame. Who's going to get in first? Not me. I want to jump into that pool. I can't tell you. Do you know how many times I've heard over the last 30 years someone say, well, if that's God, I don't want any part of it. I mean, I think I've said it. I think. You know how many times I've heard people say things like that? That's God? I don't want any part of that. Well, I don't either. Not if it means jumping into a pool that is just going to fill you with 
with stink. Don't jump in that pool. That pool's dirty. Repentance means turning toward God, and this is the really good news, turning to the Lord of salvation, turning to a Lord that, you know, you choose. What if you get to choose? You get to heaven, a whole judgment day scenario, and you've played that one out, right? What if God says, okay, which one do you want? Do you want justice or do you want mercy? I mean, even the Pharisees are going to choose correctly on that one, right? You know 1 John 4? God is love. You see, according to the promises of Jesus in Matthew... And even John the baptizer here at the beginning of Matthew and all this stuff's going on, the only people who are really at risk are the ones who just stare at the billboard and call that God. In Matthew 3, it's the Pharisees. They have taken the beautiful law of God. And the law was beautiful. I mean, originally, this gift handed down from God, they would not have written songs about it if it wasn't beautiful. I mean, you know, Psalm... You know, the Psalms at the beginning, when the Psalter is starting, when this songbook is kicking off, they're singing things like, I love your law, I meditate on it day and night. I mean, it was originally beautiful, but then some people got their hands on it, the law of God, this beautiful gift from God, and they took it over here and they wiped it down and sterilized it, and just turned it into this impossible moral code. And then they said, here. That's not what it was meant to do. They made the God their rules. God became disposable. And all the while, I mean, just a hundred yards away is this gorgeous, perfectly clean, perfectly temperatured swimming pool. You know, and I don't know how far you want to carry this metaphor. God's the lifeguard, God's the swimming pool. You see, repentance is something you do. It's not just something you sit around and talk about at church. We turn to God, and then we get in. And this is why John in Matthew 3 adds this beautiful explanation to the first statement. First statement is, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then, while he's talking to the Pharisees, I don't know, I kind of picture John you know, calming down a little bit as he's talking, as he's realizing what he's saying. He goes from, you brood of vipers which we tell preaching students, by the way, don't start your sermon with that one. He did. You brood of vipers. He starts it, but then he turns, and then there's that second statement. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. 
I don't know, that has kind of a nice ring to it. When you really think about it, because when we think of the fruit of God's Spirit, what are we supposed to bear? What are we supposed to bear? What is the fruit supposed to look like? Love, joy, peace. To bear fruit is to produce, to act, to yield something, to grow something, to participate with God in the act of creation. Repentance is not a static thought. It is a bold activity. So there's a billboard up ahead. And we're getting to where we can almost see it in the distance. It's not a threat. It's an invitation. And it's an invitation that is absolutely perfect because it comes straight from God. The billboard up ahead proclaims, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. In the name of Jesus, these are days of active love and fruit-bearing repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Amen.